Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. Wilson flushed. We never gonna lose to them. They they so poo poo. <laughs> y'all can tweet y'all can tweet that. So there's the play we'll remember the game by, and the quote we'll remember the game by. Francis Bernard with the pick six. Julian Blackman added another pick six, and then the line of post game from Tyler Huntley. And you tweeted it, given full permission, PK. We never gonna lose to them. They they so poo poo. <laughs> Y'all could tweet that. They also... Yawning away. One in the morning. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) I said poo-poo on the air all the time. And you guys scoff at me. And there it is. Tyler Huntley lines up with you. I accept both your apologies. You got on me big time for not looking to learn the Twitter. uh, I mean the message number. And the text number is what you're trying to say. Then yes. here, yeah, I'm going to make a m- many mistakes this morning. <laughs> and then poo-poo. But, yeah, you know, you asked me about the game. I, I, I got to look at the film, and we've got to learn from our mistakes. And we got to correct them, you know. we got to get back to work today, and we got to move on. You know? I'm just looking forward to, to, to Tennessee. Pretty much all the quotes that you were not wanting to hear. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is, it was pretty clear in the middle of the game that you were going to hear them. There were a ton of mistakes for both teams in the first half, and then the youth got the running game going in the second half. And in coaching cliches, they shortened the game. Is that the best description, they poo-poo? <laughs> you, if you have a better one, give it to us this morning. Because we need your help. We're not. We're running on a combined probably about five hours of sleep. That's combined, all three of us. So they poo poo. Is there a better description? Eight five five three four zero zone. You'll be able to call us. You can hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK, and you can tweet at us at David DJ James. Grab your phone. Use the open mic. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. When it was all said and done, if you had to summarize it, youth run the ball, play good defense. Uh, did that look like about, I don't know, 50 other Kyle Winningham wins? 70 other Kyle Winningham wins? Yeah, that's the way they're going to do it. I mean, they made no bones about advertising it. It's like Britton Covey started his press conference. Well, yeah, that's the air raid offense, and we're going to throw the ball all over the field. And anyway, Obviously, he was joking. And so, you know, you throw when you want to, not when you have to. That's the big difference that the Utes hope to be able to achieve this year as far as the throw game. And from BYU's perspective, you know, when you're outmatched or you're grossly outmatched, whichever form you want to put somewhere in between, you have to play a darn near perfect game. And that's the only way they're going to be able to beat these guys. The talent gap is enormous. And when you look at it, I mean, all the advantages are flowing Utah's way with the Pac-12 and the no-honor code and 
and the ability to get guys in, uh, all those things that just work, the conference affiliation, the independence, blah, blah, blah. And they can recruit nationally, really. I mean, BYU can recruit LDS players nationally, but not a whole lot uh, beyond that. So this is something that should happen, and they've got to play, Cougars do, almost flawlessly, and they don't. I mean, there's so many defensive scores. Again, two last night, and then they come up with zero turnovers, and it's clear Tyler Huntley is number one thing is don't make mistakes. This is, you talk about a Kyle Winningham 50 other wins. This is a, we're going to see this, I believe, the whole season. The prototype Kyle Winningham football team and team win is going to manifest itself more than ever this season. Tyler Huntley just looks like the second coming to Travis Wilson. Don't make mistakes, don't make mistakes, don't make mistakes. Make some plays with your legs, but try not to take big hits and hope that when you throw at the wider open receiver, he actually catches it. Yeah, that's a 50-50 proposition, but uh, but they'll actually catch it. They're a year older, though. They're a year older. (laughs) They're a year older. I wonder if they open it up anymore in conference play and throw the ball down the field a no, little bit. No, I don't. I don't. They're gonna be able to run like that when you have the night where you can run for 180 whatever yards with your star running back. They will. But over time, if you're that one-dimensional, I mean, they're gonna sell out to stop the run. You're gonna have to throw the ball down the field. I mean, he was 13 of 16, so yeah. I mean, they threw the ball, but no. This is their formula. They're going to use. And unless their run game is just totally stuffed, but Zach Moss is just a great, great player. And the old line got better as the game went along. Yeah, and I think they, the run blocking did certainly. BYU's will was stolen by the big plays, the interceptions, the pick sixes. Yeah, if your offense can't provide you any help, I mean, you're just gonna lose it. All right, other college football games. UCLA's offense, one big play, one drive, and 12 first downs, 200 yards, 14 points. That was that was a bad night for the UCLA offense. Yeah, I thought they would look better. I'm not a big uh, Thompson-Robinson, or is it Robinson-Robinson-Thompson guy? I never figured that out. Uh, you know, losing the ball inside, what, the 10 or... They had a drive early in the game, and it looked like they might get off to a good start. Dropped. Yeah, and he just dropped it. He didn't even get hit. Right. It looked like he was winding up to throw it. It slipped out of his hand, and that was the last time they had momentum in that game. I mean, that's another thing, too. You know, you're, you're not that good. You're going to have to play almost flawlessly. And then they had another pick when they were driving, and they get beat. Your Devils got a win. They handled Kent State 30-7. to it became the first team ever to start a true freshman, as you would say. I prefer first year. But a true freshman center and a true freshman quarterback. They had two freshmen starting on the offensive line. First year. Not even redshirt. They played 25 freshmen in this game. 25. That's a lot. Yeah. You're allowed to sign 25 guys in a year. Some of them were redshirt. Right. I'm uh, sitting next to Sean O'Connell, who does a uh, Pac-12 uh, uh, show on the Sirius uh, radio. And so he's asking me about him because I've got the game on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he knows you're an ASU guy. Oh, certainly. I mean, you've sat yeah. next to him at other games. A million times over. Yeah, he's a good dude. And so he was asking me about it. I said, well, the thing, the clear reasoning is, is that these guys have just recruited over the juniors and seniors. 
So the young guys, you have to play the best players, and they're just better than the older guys. So consequently, they are younger than they were last year. But you got to play the best players. Yeah. And it's good news. I mean, it's it's going to suck in the short run. It is, yeah, their, their May, time would be only, next year and the year after. Right, only maybe a little. I mean, if they're actually better and they can give you 500 record and you know you've got them for a couple more years, it's yeah. actually encouraging. Well, that, that's the whole point. Yeah. Is find a way to get to six or seven wins this year. Beat Arizona. And if you can do that, then you look for your season next year and the year after, just like it was when they put Huntley in. Uh, three years ago as a sophomore. They went 7-6, and six, and now they're primed for a big season. I mean, I think that's, you know, unless you're the, the alpha dogs who just reload on the fly with the, the best players in the country, you can keep it going. But for the rest of us, you, you have to build a little bit, and then you point towards a big year, and that's what the Utes have this year. The Devils are not in that position, but they're hoping to have that next year and the year after. Football tonight, Utah State, Wake Forest, 6 o'clock, ACC Network. You can listen to it right here on the Zone Sports Network, pregame at 5 with Scotty G. See if they follow the same trend as the Utes, starting nine new guys on offense. Will they look better as the game goes along and settle in? Hard to believe they're going to go on the road and hit the ground running with all those new guys. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, they got Jordan Love, and so he is the big equalizer. And that's where you don't want to be young is at the game's most important position, and they're not. And they do have some experience, even though a lot of them don't have as much starting experience. But, you know, you you don't list Gerald Bright as a returning starter, but yet he was 12 yards shy of 900 yards last year. So that's a little misleading. A little bit. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. I'm operating as though right now it's going to be just regular season games. My, my entire expectation for what we're putting together as a team right now uh, would anticipate with them holding out and not having made any training camp that he's going to miss games. I just accept that. There it is. Jerry Jones accepts that Ezekiel Elliott is going to miss the September 8th regular season opener against the New York Giants with his ongoing contact dispute. And he accepts that it won't stop there. He'll miss even more games after that. So all you fantasy football owners with the drafts this weekend, you're warned. Don't count on Ezekiel Elliott early in the year. I've accepted it, too. Excellent. It was hard, but I've come to that acceptance. Sweet. There's nothing I can do about it, so I'm just... You know, I, I, I can't worry, and this is what I do. I constantly worry about the things that I can't control, and I rarely worry about the things I can control. A millionaire and a billionaire. Walk into a bar. Fighting oh. over football games and contracts. And you worry about it. Yeah, I worry Despite constantly. Despite your limited control. About the things I've always said, man. Like when I was in the dating realm. If the gal didn't like me, I would try to change. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. An arrest warrant out for Lakers center DeMarcus Cousins. Misdemeanor domestic violence charge issued in Mobile, Alabama. Warrant stems from an accusation from his former girlfriend, Christy West, that Cousins previously had choked her. I got to admit, when I heard this, I was surprised it was a misdemeanor. But maybe this doesn't address the audio that we played yesterday about, you know, threatening to put a bullet in her head. Expected more than misdemeanor charges there. 
Yeah, I don't know what the law is. Yeah, and they may not be addressing I the whole thing. I studied medicine in college. You were pre-med? Uh, a lot of times, you know, when we got to, like, the time I went to bed last night, I was post-med. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. And the 1-0 pitch, a drive to right field and deep. Back it goes, deep it goes, and way out of here. Another multi-homer game for Jake Cave. And the Twins have a 10-3 lead. Twins beat the White Sox 10-5. Not only does Jake Cave go deep twice, but C.J. Crone, the former Ute, 22 home runs now. He well, that's another thing this year. That's what? 22 is not a big that's number like this year. That's like middle infield utility player. Minnesota sets the Major League Baseball record for road homers. Another written record I didn't know existed. 141. And Mark Belanger would have 25 if he played today. <laughs> Mark Belanger. Yes. The legendary Victor Caratini went deep twice. The Cubs beat the Mets 4-1. to Bud Harrelson. He'd probably... He'd have 15 from each side if he played today. Buddy Harrelson. He's a Mets shortstop. Larry the Laker. I with shook a, his hand. Oh, you shook his hand? I didn't know that. Little League Banquet. He was the guest speaker. Oh, nice. Uh, Larry the Laker with a profane rant after the Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers. Your Arizona Diamondbacks sending Larry into a full tailspin. Well, a couple of things there. 11-5 Diamondbacks win. Of course, when I can't watch it, the Diamondbacks explode and beat the Dodgers. Now I'll watch the next two nights and they'll get hammered. Because there are two games. You realize the Diamondbacks are two games above 500 The now. streak hangs so in the balance. So it's time to lose. It is. It is. The streak <laughs> hangs in the balance. We've got a season long. What is it? 60-ish games now. Major League Baseball record. Never more than two games above or below 500. Yeah. So the well, pressure's on. Back they, in June. The pressure's on. they got to lose. They will. And then secondly, and more importantly for the Dodgers, the things that matter, is now Ryu, who was a stud, has had a couple of real horrendous starts in a row. And they're talking about resting him. His innings are way up. So, And that I mean, is, it was more than the loss. It was his performance that sent Larry into such a, almost a tailspin. I would, if I'm a Dodger fan and I, I'm, a, I'm channeling my inner Norm Chow, yeah. that this is something that I would definitely be concerned about Norm, because they need him. Norm was on with us yesterday, and despite the fact that they are still 40 games over 500. At the end of August, uh, he's not feeling real confident. Worried about Atlanta, and if they get past them, then a World Series with the Yankees or the Astros. So. Atlanta? Where'd you come up with Atlanta? They're playing 600 ball. Why? They, well, play. <laughs> they might not even play Atlanta. Right. But he. <laughs> well, why did you reference just single out Atlanta? Because that's who he referenced in the interview. He said he was worried about the Braves. Well, he mentioned other teams. He didn't just he did. say the he Braves. He mentioned the Astros and the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, don't you forget about your Nationals. Davey Martinez has done a heck of a job as a manager this year. Sitting in the first wild card spot. Five and a half games behind the Braves. They could still win the division. All right, DJ and PK. The Bees beat El Paso 6-3. to three. That was their last road game. Now they're going to come home and wrap it up. 6-35 tonight, the Reno Aces. Yeah. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener in Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Time now to talk to David Fajardo about Orange Theory. David, good morning. Hey, good morning. 
All right, a lot of gym options out there, and that can confuse people, intimidate people, befuddle people. Uh, Orange Theory Fitness, why, why are they different? Why is that the one people should gravitate to? Yeah, one thing I like is that Orange Theory, it's really been a pioneer and innovator for heart rate-based interval training. And because it's something where you train at your own heart rate zone and it gets, it gets displayed in real time in the studio on big screens, people of all different fitness levels can come in and get a really challenging workout based on their own level of fitness. And so, for example, you could have like a person who's sprinting at 12 miles per hour on a treadmill and then someone who's walking next to them considerably slower on the speed but with some incline, and they're both getting the same heart rate response. And so for me, that's something as a coach at Orange Theory is pretty fulfilling to be able to see people of all different levels come in and experience a great workout. So uh, when you go into a place, you know, every, every gym has its own vibe and all that, and that tends to be important to the people who go there. What, what's, what's the atmosphere like at Orange Theory? It honestly feels like a second home. It feels like you're walking into people that you've known for years, whether you've known them for days, months, or even a year. You're greeted by friendly, smiling faces, greeted by name when you come in through the door. And honestly, everyone just kind of feels like family. David Fardo, head coach at South Jordan, talking a little Orange Theory this morning. David, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Utes win their ninth straight rivalry game 30-12 over BYU. They win the turnover battle 3-0, a pair of pick sixes and a fumble. Gave them a short field for another touchdown. UCLA loses to Cincinnati 24-14. Arizona State beats Kent State 30-7. Utah State opens tonight at Wake Forest, 6 o'clock on the ACC Network. Listen to the game on the Zone Sports Network. Scotty G on the call at 5 o'clock. Also this weekend, big games. Auburn and Oregon and also Houston and Oklahoma. The Florida State-Boise State game has been moved from Jacksonville to Tallahassee in an attempt to get the game in before Hurricane Dorian makes landfall. The game's also been moved up to 10 a.m. Mountain Time tomorrow on ESPN News. Miami Dolphins named veteran Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback. He wins the job over Josh Rosen. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Zero Res. The Zero Res summer sale ends August 31st. Your last chance to get your fourth room clean for free. No soap, shampoos, or harsh chemicals. Zero Res is the right way to clean. Call today to schedule your cleaning. 801-288-9376. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. It's a football <laughs> Friday. Ron McBride and Alema Harrington. So we're playing Cal Berkeley. I mean, we're just kicking their, their butt. Right there you now. go. Good. Good. <laughs> good, good check swing. That was well, good. Well, yeah, I've cleaned up my language. <laughs> yeah, nobody believes that, Coach, but good job. <laughs> so then they said, okay, Ronnie Veal, you're up. Okay. Yeah. Goes in, throws a pick, right? Oh, Lloyd, you got to dump that. that I'd rather rather you say the first word than that one. You just made this declaration to to the radio world. You sound like Scotty describing what's on our table. Oh, shoot. There you go. You're a pick. Yeah, Yeah, very much better. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's hard to say because, I mean, it was a, it was a close-scoring game for, for most of the game. But, yeah, I mean, when that pick six happened, the first pick six, that one, I mean, that one hurt us. It was pretty early in that drive, and 
just kind of took the momentum away from us. I mean, our defense was playing hard, but. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hot Takes Your Toast brought to you by Master Electrical Service at Master Electrical. We'll light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222. We'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222. Matt Bushman talking about what went wrong, how it got away. BYU down 9-6 of the half, loses 30-12. to The defense playing really well early, but the pick six is the turnovers, the undoing. Bush, Bushman yeah. was their best weapon. Well, he, yeah, there's a reason why I asked Norm about that. He's going to be their best weapon. When I made my season predictions, uh, I I wrote that they need one or two other guys to step up to complement Bushman. Bushman is really good. He's going to be their number one guy. He is the best tight end that we uh, certainly that was out on the field uh, on Thursday night. He's just a really good player. There's no two ways about that but they need other guys they need a whole bunch of stuff and they can't turn the ball over they're just not good enough i thought that was it seven carries for tyson williams had seven I, carries i can't go son it's s-o-n that's son tyson I, I can't go that there's no h in there oh. they can't go seven carries for 45 yards they're gonna need more out of him they're gonna need to give him more yeah, carries yeah. his yards per carry were fine right. at one point he had a nice run as long as an 18 yard yeah, and he made the side. motion feed the beast they had a shot of it on tvs Is that what it meant yep feed the beast i thought he just meant he wanted more porridge uh maybe he did it's kind of the same thing more porridge and more of the football but yeah. he didn't really get it probably multiple so I call the football instead of the rock I call it the porridge they got behind and they just didn't have yeah, the regardless ball. they didn't have the ball in the second half so that was a problem so I'm walking up I Yoxter did uh, BYU's post game and I did the uh, Utes right so I'm out on the field and then I walk up uh, with the masses up the ramp it's just so jammed up there and there's a bunch. There's always uh, the winning team is always around, and the winning team's fans, and they're going nuts and all that stuff. And so I'm walking up there, and I hear as somebody, it's really loud, and I hear somebody scream out, "Irregardless!" Hey, <laughs> <laughs> And you then, fist pump, just look down, head gave, down, keep walking. I, I gave him a thumbs up. Because if you look up and try to find people, would be impossible. A, you won't find them. There's too and, many people. And yeah. B, there's too many people, you'll walk into somebody. There's dozens yeah. and dozens and dozens of people. Yeah. And for all you folks who, I mean, just relax, man. My my tweets, I'm just having fun with you. I don't take it seriously. So many youth fans, I tweet and I take away that, those interceptions. And they just went nuts. nuts. Yeah. Now, you should know, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. On the field, after the game, your coach came up and gave me bones. Well, that's just a little insight here. I won't go more than that. So stop with the I hate you stuff. But, man, it's just not to be taken seriously from my perspective. It's a football game. Have fun with it. That's all I'm doing. If you and I, and, I, and I usually lose about 10 to 15 Twitter followers per game. <laughs> they just can't handle it. <laughs> I'm trying to get to I need 25. To start, I need to start tweeting back at you during the game. Is this the tweet that drives people away? Because 
I know you say that, and I'm, I'm taking it at face value. I assume it's true, and I know you irritate some people. But I look at him in the game and think, well, that's kind of obvious. I mean, obviously, it's Kyle Whittingham. We've all watched him coach forever. If they get defensive scores and gets the lead, get the lead, he's going to batten down the hatches. Nobody who's ever, ever been around him and watched his team thought Tyler Huntley was going to be airing it out after they got those turnovers. They were going to shorten that game. They're going to run the ball and they're going to stand in the huddle while the clock ran. And they're going to end that thing and get out of there. Combined, those two teams barely had 100 plays in that game. There, there are teams that do the hurry-up thing to get 85 snaps in a game. Combined, they had like 104. Mm-hmm. Of course the interceptions changed the game. But you can't just subtract it. If it had been close, they would have played it different. If they'd been down by three, they would have played differently. But <laughs> you give them a 10-point lead in the second half, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah, especially when they play each other, and I know people are, are on Twitter. I, just, I can't help myself. Uh, <laughs> there you go, stirring the pot again. <laughs> it, All right, give us some of what people tweeted. There was uh, one I read this morning about the guy who realized he'd been had. That was funny. And he was funny with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm, now it's been buried by a million other tweets. But basically, he went at you. How can you say that? Blah, 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 blah. And then a few minutes later, there's another tweet. Okay, you trolled me. That was well played. <laughs> uh, let's see. Take away PK from the Utah media scene, and it's a whole new ball game. Well, you can't take me away. I'm a staple. A fixture, if <laughs> you will. <laughs> oh, barf. Number 14, not good enough for you? I'm not sure. Number number 14? Oh, when Josh Nurse went down, I did say to the guy on my left and the guy on my right that Nurse needs a doctor. I thought that was funny. And the guy on the left. Did you get a laugh? The guy on the left was very less than enthused about that. (laughs) Was that you? No. Oh, it was Sean O'Connell. And then when I put <laughs> about the interception, you take it away, it's a whole other game. Oh, my god! It's Patrick. Nobody believes this except failed trolls like you. <laughs> no, even the failed troll doesn't believe it. <laughs> Another Ute. All points count the same. <laughs> and, then, and then another guy, Tyler, after they're just going after me. Uh, Kinahan has never been more than a schoolyard instigator. Another guy tweets, he's kind of new to the market. People probably just haven't had enough time to figure him out. (laughs) 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 I mean, Utah is just a better program. There's no other way to spin it, man. I I don't know what else to say. We can beat it to the ground until we're blue into the ground, until we're blue in the face. It's just they are the better program. It nine it does there's no fluke. nine in a row doesn't lie. It it really doesn't. And the nine know? turnovers in the nine games doesn't lie. Right. For nine not just turnovers, but turnovers either scooping scores or pick sixes or special teams or whatever, yeah. PK is a professional turd. <laughs> he is all shtick and no substance. <laughs> So that brings us to the uh, the post game. Typical credit. You never give no typical excuses. You never give credit to the better team. 
Did Tyler Huntley accurately sum up the game when he said the drop that will be played for a long time now? They poo-poo? You yes. want it? He wants you to play it, Yuck. We never gonna lose it, don't they? They so poo-poo. <laughs> y'all, could tweet, y'all could tweet that. I actually, I enjoy Tyler Huntley. <laughs> I, I think it's an amazing story to take a kid, uh, uh, an African-American kid from Florida, have him come all the way out here, stay here, graduate from the institution, play quarterback, get hurt two seasons in a row, still be out there. That first year when they lost to Oregon, they lost three in a row, bleeping, embarrassing. All right, that's it, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a success story, and I love to see success stories. I root for the kid. And four games straight, we lost. That's embarrassing. Damn, excuse my language, but... Okay, guys, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first one's on you, Tyler. Second one would be on me, and it's not going to be on me. I'm ending this thing right now. <laughs> yes. Who didn't feel that way at the time? He just said it. <laughs> he had the microphone, but there had to be a lot of people who said that in he their car. The own, thoughts yeah, of right. Yeah. Turning off the TV, a lot of people grabbed and that, that, said that. that. That's three years, two years ago. I was a 19-year-old kid, so... You know, and he said, they so poo-poo. I mean, that's just so... It's juvenilely funny. We're never going to lose it, don't they? They so poo-poo. <laughs> but yet, the players don't want it. It's not a rivalry. Well, of course it is. And right now, it's owned by the superior program. The, the inferior program, and I don't take any pleasure in calling BYU the inferior program, but at some point, you got to call it what it is. They're just going to have to play darn near perfect football, and at some point, the sun's going to shine on them. It's just not now, and it hasn't been for 10 years. And well, the question in the short run, that's all true in the long run, and the question in the uh, short run is we've seen them beat Power 5 teams. We've also seen them get crushed by the elite Power 5 teams. And last year, Washington's the Pac-12 champ. They're going to the Rose Bowl, and they, they crushed. They just crushed BYU. But BYU also beat Arizona and Washington last year. Now, if the Utes are really all that, there have been a lot of top 15 preseason Wisconsin, polls for them. but yeah, go ahead. Um, you said Washington. Uh, oh, they, yeah. Uh, this year, the Utes are top 15, and so they get beat 30-12. to 12. But is that their Washington, and is there going to be the equivalent of a Wisconsin game coming up, whether it's Tennessee or USC well, it's or gonna both? it's going to have to be. Yeah. It's going to have to be, or else the program is regressing, and that is a bad situation. I don't take any pleasure uh, in seeing BYU lose like this. I mean, I've got friends on that staff, and Tom Homo always manages to give me a little crap when he sees me. Robbie Bosco giving me crap. I mean, I've known these people for a long time. Me and Gordon are talking, and Homo comes up. Oh, I got the old guys here. I said, yeah, right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed, and uh, so... I mean, I want to see them do well. It's just the way it is. And, and I think their day will come this year. I still don't think they're going to go on four. I think Zach Wilson did not play 
as he's capable. I think he can play a lot better. I still believe in Zach Wilson. I got guys this morning all over me. Oh, yeah, BYU back in the elite quarterbacks. What do you, what do you want me to say here? Oh, he's going to be average. I mean, come on. That's not my job. I mean, I got to be outspoken to keep a job here. Get the point, guys. And so I believe in Zach Wilson. I still believe he's going to be very good. That pass, I know he got a little uh, tripped up, but I think he should have not thrown the yeah, thing or threw it into the ground. Throw it into the ground or yeah. throw it all the way into the sideline. And he was he was falling. He was trying so, to make a big play. So go ahead and fall and throw it at their feet. I mean that. I don't think they win the game either way. I mean, I my, my game prediction was twenty seven thirteen. So I, I was ballpark. Uh, put it at their feet. He, they had had some momentum right there a little bit. But they, they can't make these stupid mistakes. And then that that third and 25 or whatever it was, and they get a face mask. Automatic first down. Just keep, keep your hands away. And, you know, whether it's questionable, and I'm not going to blame referees. I rarely ever do that. Don't put yourself in the position to give the dude an opportunity to make the call. And that no no single play caused you to lose that game. It's accumulation of everything. And when you're the underdog... You cannot have those things. You know, I look back to the Wisconsin game. They were flawless. They weren't explosive by any stretch, but they made some mistakes. I mean, they didn't make mistakes. And here, they make mistakes, and Utah is the better program. It's inarguable. And when that happens, you're going to get beat. And it's going to look worse than maybe it should. Depends on how, uh, you know, you want to argue their this much behind or they're that much behind Utah, whatever it is, they're clearly behind them. And they've got to they've got to find a way to play against some of these teams. I don't necessarily know about Tennessee. You almost have to play flawlessly or as close to it as possible when you're outmatched. And you look at the way they did it against Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, I think they were ranked sixth at the time. Now they ended up with some losses. And then the quarterback transfers, so maybe they, you know they were overrated at the time, but it was still a very good win. And they're gonna they have an opportunity to get a couple of these wins against some of these teams because they're all not going to be. I actually think Utah is much better than top fifteen, uh, but they're top fifteen now, so we'll just say that. So I can very well argue right now. I don't know this is necessarily true, but I can argue right now that they will not play a better team. We have to see how Washington develops. Have to see how Washington State develops. Uh, And then, you know, uh, well, they don't play Washington State, but Washington. And and I'm I'm not ready to cast off SC. Nor should you be. I mean, there's question marks out there. They have talent. Now, Norm Chow told us what they don't have is depth. They may look really good early and then have some injuries and, and the guys behind them aren't as good. And we'll yeah, have to we'll see have to the see. quarterback play. A little mystery there why it took so long for a mm-hmm. guy who played to beat out and, a true and, and freshman. they got this air raid spiel. Yeah. You know, how's it going to be? Is they, that going to maximize they their don't talent look like or the, minimize it? The strength of their team looks like receivers, offensively speaking. And so it doesn't look like it's running back, which is a, a stark contrast from the traditional ASU or USC that we've come to not love, but we certainly have come to know. So... You got to regroup. I don't. I don't think the world has ended, but right now there is a large chasm between the two programs. You, you cannot argue that. 
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up, we're going to talk about the game with Kyle Gunther, former Utah offensive lineman. That's at 8 o'clock. Brian Keel, trying to track him down. Hopefully we'll get him at 9. It was a late night for the media. Some of them aren't oh, responding yeah. right now, <laughs> but maybe they will respond later. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Big show. show. Big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Uh, A friend of ours covering his final BYU-Utah game, Brad Rock. How many BYU-Utah games have you covered? I'm guessing out of 41, I've probably made 36 of them. Wow. So yeah. out of all those 36, what stands out as rivalry moment number one for you? Uh, there's some classics. You know, the game was secondary to the story for me. Max Hall's rant was epic, but I'm going to have to go with the time the guy jumped out of the stands and tackled the cheerleader from Utah. <laughs> that was up there. That's a good one. You don't see that, you know? Ever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it anywhere else in the country. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Clearly only one team here has been living right on and off the field. Stop by Ken Garf West Valley Dodge this Labor Day weekend for used cars deals like you've never seen. Ken Garf West Valley Dodge inventory packed with cars starting under 6000 so you won't want to miss out. Got a lot of people weighing in after the rivalry game. Cardi tweets at us, New Year, same story. Pre-game, BYU quarterback is elite. Their line will give Utah's D-line fits. Post-game, Huntley is Travis Wilson 2.0, and BYU can only get LDS kids. Come clean. Is it BYU advertising dollars, BYU management? What is it with you two? Me? Oh, well, I love the Cougars. I've, that, how much more clean can I come? I am naked before you. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. Oh, thank goodness. I've got nothing to hide. Who said that? Cardi. Cardi. Cardi B. I love the Cougars. What more do you need to know? I'm coming clean. I am standing before you in all my purity. Jeff says, I'm so tired of the conservative play calling. Of course, without a field goal kicker, maybe the offense will stay on, stay on the field. See, I, that's what I've been saying all season or all preseason. More actually. fourth down. They're, you're going to see the most conservative you've ever seen. And you, people crack on this man. But it's going to win, baby. You are picked by some, more than some, to go to the college playoff. You are certainly picked by almost everyone to win the South. And many of those who pick you to win the South pick you to win the conference, which puts you in the Rose Bowl, and yet you still complain? Yes! I hate everything about Utah. Let's be honest here, but I love Kyle Whittingham. There it is. Now, I don't like his family. I hate them. Which ones? Every single one of them. Oh, really? Top to bottom. Wow. With the possible exception of his mother, because she hugs me. (laughs) Okay. That's good to know. And I do like Kyle, but everybody else I can't stand. And I hate you people who continue to crack on this guy. It makes no sense. So I think here's the question that looms out there for the Utes. What is the Clearly question that Kyle looms out is there? going to <laughs> Clearly Kyle is going to play not to lose a bunch of these games and let other teams beat themselves. And it is going to work several times this year. 
But when you play a team that doesn't make a bunch of mistakes, when you play a team that can make a few big plays, are the Utes going to be able to make big plays and match them? I don't know that. Are they going to be able to beat them? That's the question. Yeah, well, that's what they're going to have to do to beat them. Not necessarily. I don't think they're going to win the turnover battle 3-0 every week. I don't think a quarterback is going to make a poor decision and throw a ball that he should eat or, as you say, throw at somebody's ankles and make it incomplete. If not, they're cankles. They're not going to average two two pick sixes per game. It's not going to happen. Well, I like six pickers. Yeah. (laughs) If they got one of those, that'd be okay, too. It's six. It's a pick. It's a six pick. I love a couple nose pickers thrown in there. That is what you need to stay away from. This is the formula from them to win games. Right, but is it a formula for them to win a championship? Yes. Now, will they? I cannot guarantee it, but that this is their formula. Because when they, when they get the lead, this is what they're going to do to teams. With, without question, well, this is what they're, they're going to want to do. They're going to do this to get the lead, not just get it. You, you're talking about when they have it. When I believe that's the formula they'll use to get the lead. You follow me? I do, and that will work sometimes. That's but, who they are. But they're at the point now where they need to win almost all the time. I mean, that, I'm not 12 and 0 is not the standard. Washington State, you've got to grind out a nine minute drive and take away the opportunity for the other team to have the ball. Can you run it and keep it for nine minutes? That's what they're saying in Pullman. No, that's not who they are. So it's the same thing, but a different premise down here. Washington State is going to win the way they win. The Utes are going to win the way they win. And this is their best opportunity to win the conference the way they win. You're not going to ask them to do stuff that they don't really want to do. So when they get in that situation, if they get it, I don't know that they're going to get in it, actually. This is the formula. You talk about feeding... Tyson Williams, and I thought they grossly underused him for seven, sure. Seven carries. Not nearly enough. Right. They are going to use, use, and reuse, and use again Zach Moss. He is a star. Yes. He's an NFL guy, and they're lucky to have him again. And this is the way they're going to win. And what they have to have happen is Akithi cannot look up the field when he's wide open by 10 yards. Right. And he's got at least 15 yards ahead of him before anybody gets near him. That's what they have to clean up. This is not a perfect team by any stretch. They've got to do these types of things. And I thought in the second half, Tyler Huntley ran the ball a little bit more, created a little more space, and so it opened things up. But they're looking to just wear you down, and they did that. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Jesse Knopf, GM for Orange Theory. Jesse, good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. You didn't stay up way late for the end of the rival game, and now you're Not tired too late. this morning. Okay. Because the rest of us are gassed. You're going to have to bring all the energy here, Jesse. We are <laughs> I will. So uh, what is the vibe and atmosphere like at Orange Theory Fitness? Oh, it's awesome. So here at Orange Theory Fitness, we not only learn your name and care about your goals, but we really pride ourselves on having a warm and welcoming atmosphere. It's not only our team that delivers this awesome customer-friendly experience, but it's our outstanding members that inspire and cheer on one another every single class. 
It's a place where we celebrate every member's individual progress, and it's honestly more important that we help people get healthier than just being the leader in the class. The music's motivating, the energy's electric, and the staff is so supportive. Our community here is so open and inviting. In fact, many of our members here feel like when they're walking to our studios, it really feels like they're visiting their friends and family. So how widespread is uh, Orange Theory Fitness? How close is it to people, whoever's listening to us, wherever they are? Oh, it's so close. It's so easy to find your nearest location if you go online to orangetheoryfitness.com. But for most people, I would say between 10 to 15 minutes, but really accessible for everyone. All right. I know the new location's coming in American Fork and Holiday. That's going to put you around 15. There is. Yes, there's two. American Fork and Holiday will be opening soon. All right. Well, Jesse, thanks for a few minutes. Thanks for joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. You got it. We'll see you at your first class. All right. Orange Theory with 15 different locations now across the state of Utah.